The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! He's Candyman. He's the main dude. Whoa. It looks... It's such a complete retelling of the myth. That's what I was about to say. So this is going to be a remake. It's still Candyman. You still say Candyman in the mirror, but it's other than that... But it's not like a sequel. It's not... It looks nothing like it. It's Jordan Peele doing Candyman. It looks fucking dope as shit. Damn. I'm so excited, dude. That is super, super, super awesome. Yeah. We're about to get into some really good horror shit, dude. I like that. very excited. I like that. Well... We're going to talk a little bit more horror, um, but why don't we talk about the horror of our lives? <laughs> are we recording? Yeah, uh, we are okay. live. We are live. Um, hi, everybody. Um, this is uh, yet another impromptu, handsome boys. Um, we, we're going to get into the who, what, when, where, why, and how of our uh, captain of the SS Chudinsky, who is not with us today. Um and we'll get into that more. But but first, let's introduce ourselves. Or I'll, I'll introduce us, because Bobby's been carrying that mantle for a second. Uh, we are the Handsome Boys. We are the um, less chromosomally complete <laughs> version of the Whiskey Reel. Um, oddly enough, Sean not being here, him being the Downs kid, you would think it would be better, but... Um, we, we miss old Chetty, buddy. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, but to my left and my right, uh, is the Lothario of Durango, uh, one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes hey. of the Tallahassee Van Noyes. That's us. That's a, yeah. Hi. Um, and, uh, of course yours truly, Mr. Antonio Branderas of the Roan Branderases. Um, this again was, uh, we were literally, and Bobby talked a little bit about more about this, but we were literally on our way over here. Right. And um, found out, we thought we were doing a normal whiskey reel, and we were about what? What, about half mile away? Oh, yeah. Half mile away from the old studio here in, in downtown Durango. And uh, yeah, Sean, uh, Bobby, wait, do you want to go over why why well, our, our little Chud Zeros I mean, we've talked here? about it a lot. Like, Sean is a burgeoning uh, entrepreneur here in town, pretty he's, busy guy. He's just south of Tycoon. Um, yeah, something like that. Um, but he has a <laughs> his company. It's kind of a little two man operation. I think they have a couple of people that help him out with some mm-hmm. different tasks. But so you know, when when things happen, regardless of whether it's a Sunday or what have you, uh, Sean being the consummate professional that he is, yes, is going to jump to and take care of business. Yep. So he got, uh, there's a lot of business owners right now that are reacting to the current global pandemic. There's a, um, or democratic hoax. 
I, however you want. I'm still going. Whatever hoax. one's perspective is on this kind of thing. Um, but when somebody calls and says, "Hold my pocket," it did take four <laughs> days to go from a Democratic hoax to a national state of emergency. But but good call on the hoax. Not notwithstanding. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Although she, uh, Hannity still is in the hoax corner. It does sound, and we don't want to give anything away, and we don't want to make any like weird um, leaps of logic, but it sounds like there's going to be businesses um, putting a wrap on things for a l- couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, and, and you know, we talked a little bit about that because you know, uh, this is a half an hour since Sean let us know he wasn't going to be here and why. And it's understandable. He's a business owner and he had a very important client of his call and ask him to put together some stuff uh, very quickly for Monday. And uh, this is what you do in the business. Sometimes you yep. just got to drop everything. Um, it's uh, He didn't like it um, and we don't like it, but uh, we also are all consummate. Second hind tit is better than no tit at all. Hey. <laughs> As um, man would it, say. I like that saying. <laughs> Those old leather necks out in the field. I know. Field, it's a weird dude. farming I like reference. It, yeah. It's, about, it's got teat in it. You're the... So, right there. You, I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, well, so Sean is teats up. He's teats up. This week. Uh, so he's busy. <laughs> he's got his head buried in his Mac right now trying to put together some stuff. Um, and the guy just got back from California um, unfortunately, on some unfortunate family yeah, business. Yeah, he had a family so. member pass away. So he's been jumping all over the place. And, you know, I'm sure he's barely slept and blah, blah, blah. But um, So we're going to so, cut that fucking idiot some slack. Yeah, we're going to cut old Downsy fucking you some big slack. big old chudster Downsy. Big old flounder-eyed bitch. <laughs> big old thick tongue, short arm. You big Bruce mom. Banner motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So I mean, you know, this is the whiskey row. It is, and we're gonna talk this, and then we're gonna go a little bit more. Um, Sean kind of opened up a can of worms for us to talk about the whole oh, yeah. thing going on right now. We'll tell you a little bit about um, for those of you who aren't in a small town what it, what it's like in a small town during the crisis, because I'm sure a big city is completely different handling this. But um, like horrifying, like, I would imagine. I would a hundred percent worse. That's all I can right? say. Uh, but we're going to talk uh, amidst all the viruses and 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 Down syndrome talk. Um, it is, <laughs> it is, it is St. Patty's Day on on the seventeenth. Uh, that is a mere. By the time you hear this, it will be tomorrow. Um, oddly enough, uh, we've always kind of regaled you guys about how Durango is a huge party town, and it is. Uh, this town. If there is a reason to go out and black out and drink your weight in alcohol, we do it. Um, however, the one exception to that rule, for whatever reason in this town is St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's weird. I've been here for eight years, and every single year, I think maybe it's because it's on a this day or a that day. It is so amazingly underwhelming. We have one Irish bar in town. They do their whole fiscal quarters worth of business on the 17th. So it's big for them. So they should, I'm sure they're, they're fucking chewing their nails right now with the current situation. But, um, in honor, um, of St. Patrick's day and Bobby and I, as you well know, are, 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 are just absolute true Irishmen. Um, we got something that more people should know about. I think you could agree on that, right? Absolutely. Um, when people think Irish whiskey, obviously they think JMO and, and rightfully so they've been on the market the longest. They have the oldest distillery. Um, I uh, no, I think Bushmills actually. Uh, is I think older. Bush actually um, is slightly older. But but the branding and the marketing of Jameson, this is what everybody you know. Jameson famously was the first component component of car bomb, um, which odd name for a terrorist. Um, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> when you think no, about it, if you know about the history of England, it's a really fucked it's up. It's a cocktail. really fucked up. Yeah, I don't see anybody calling it like you know. 
Like you're having Manischewitz mustard gas or, you know, like. So the car bomb traditionally is Guinness, JMO. Was there Bailey's in that too? Yeah. 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 It's it's equal parts JMO Bailey's and then you drop that into a Guinness. So it's just a drop shot. Yep. Boiler it's like a boiler style. maker. It's an yeah. Irish boiler maker. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was saying, you don't see like the Jews coming up with the Zyklon B shot. You know what I, I mean? Like they don't. I, I've never understood why everybody gravitates to the most depressing thing, but we are Irish and that's what we do. Right. I'm sure there's a drink called the potato famine. Did right? you hear about the Irishman that burned his lips trying to blow up a car? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That kind uh, but of although, by, did, did you get that text I sent you? Bobby did uh, recommended that uh, El Moro, where he used to work, come up with the Quarantini. Yeah. And I actually created the drink uh, based on his inspiration when a teacher that was ready for spring break, came into my bar early and started drinking early. She thought she'd be cute and say, do you guys have any coronavirus shots? And I went, no, but my buddy just came up with the quarantini. She was like, oh my God, that's so funny. What is it? And I said, I said, it's a gin martini. And then I spit in your mouth and (laughs) I got a look. I definitely got a look and that shut that shit down, didn't it? Um, Anyway, (laughs) it's so funny. I know the quarantini joke started popping up on like, Twitter and shit. Yeah, of like, course. Within an hour of me saying it, which smart. I mean, I'm starting to wonder, like, who's listening to me? But I don't know, dude. Because that was a great idea. I obviously Carlos Mencia because he's hunting down material. I <laughs> stole that shit from Scrubs, so I cannot uh, speak to it. That was like uh, ten years ago. We're all theft. Yeah, it's theft are. on theft on yeah. theft. Um, but anyway, uh, what we were gonna say oh, is sorry. the Irish whiskey. Um, we know Jameson. We know Bushmills. You may know little side ones like Tullamore Dew, which is phenomenal. You may know Teeling um, if you're a really fancy fuck. Um, you may know Powers. Um, one of the newer Irish whiskeys, and when I say new, it's because everything else is from the 1850s. One of the newest ones is uh, one of my favorites, and I try to push this as often as possible because it's so inexpensive. I bought a bottle for $19.99 over at our local liquor store of a 750 of two gingers. Um, And obviously, you got to love the name, right? Two gingers, Irish redhead. I mean, it kind of sells itself in that number two, which for some reason I find really appealing. Why? Two gingers. I don't know. Like if they would have spelled like out if it two. was three gin oh like you oh, see what okay. I'm saying yeah yeah like written two yeah if it was the written word I thought three, you meant think, just because the number I just don't two think it look as cool I think their bottle aesthetic is awesome yeah well if they couldn't call it three gingers because those redhead fucks have never been in a three way yeah the, hey. <laughs> hey um but but it's two, a Kilbagan Kilbagan yeah yeah um yep. which is another great whiskey um. So before Knocking Hills, I mean, there's some really beautiful Irish whiskeys out there. Um, Slain, we've done on the ep- on the episode. Slain probably is the best bang for your buck of any Irish whiskey. We've already done it before, so we didn't want to do it now. Um, but the two gingers, we haven't. And we were like, oh, shit, it's Patty's Day. Let's get it. Um, I think this is the perfect. And to explain this, we've all had Jameson. And we've all had Bushmills, depending on if you're Catholic or Protestant. Um, we've both had those. This almost is the perfect marriage of both. It has the viscosity and the richness of Bushmills, with other people find offensive. And then it also has that kind of leanness and higher tones of Jameson, which other people find offensive. Um, there's something else there, though. And I think there's like a spice to it that I don't get out of those other Irish whiskeys because they're so sort of thin. And I mean, just the, the nature of the style to me, has always been a thinner whiskey. 
Um, doesn't have a huge a lot amount of mouthfeel or or uh, like they're just they feel very lightweight to me. Well, Tullamore has got some you know, pretty good viscosity is, to it. Right? I think my favorite Irish whiskey. Yeah, I mean Teeling is really good. Um, there's um, a couple of uh, variations of Tullamore Dew that yeah. are fucking incredible. Yeah, there's like the platinum version. Oh, or and whatever. by the way, we just saw something that we both wanted to get, but it was a little too much money. Um, oh. The one of the best whiskeys made on the planet is one called Redbreast. It's a Irish whiskey which almost has. It's it's in another stratosphere of whiskey. We don't even really consider it Irish because Irish whiskey is looked at as um, kind of not as well made as Scotch whiskey or bourbon or American whiskey for whatever reason. I think that's just more of a, a kind of a, right. an inaccurate kind of thing we have in the zeitgeist. Um, Redbreast 21 uh, won Whiskey of the Year over everything a few years ago. Um, that's their 21-year age. Their normal age statement is a 12-year whiskey. If you have a chance to drink Redbreast, really nice. it's beyond Irish whiskey. It's something else. It, I don't know. Yeah, what, um, it does kind of like slough off those uh, um, kind of perceptions about Irish, what, it what, is. what Irish right. whiskey is. Well, it's usually um, like because JMO is so predominant, everybody thinks Irish whiskey is clunky rocket fuel. And it really yeah. isn't. Um, like a little bodiless yeah a little just a ripper v- v- yeah like it like if you do ice cold shots of jameson you know right that's gonna get it done or but like <laughs> or if you have it on tap you know right i'm um, just saying like some so folks. yeah some nightmare places but uh but <laughs> but uh if if jameson was a girl it would be a five foot 90 pound redhead with giant racks <laughs> with just a huge can oh my god but <laughs> oddly enough stretch marks and we don't know why um yeah. you know what i mean well, she's Irish. She has three kids. Well, obviously. She hasn't seen him in 16 years, but whatever. Um, and she's wow. only 24, which you, know, we don't you do the math. The Irish enough. No, we don't. And we should. They're our people. They are our people. Right? Yeah. Can we call them dumb mix? There was an old family guy bit where there was like, they were in a, like a, almost like in a museum and it was the history of the Irish and the girl just keeps getting slapped and popping out a baby or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Little on the nose, McFarlane. Yeah, well, uh, his name's McFarlane. I guess he can just say it. Oh, yeah. No, but he's a MacFarlane. He's a Scot. Oh, he's a Scot. Yeah, fucking Scot. Those mean fucking people, dude. They're so, they're ruthless wow. Scots. I don't know if you've ever heard about what Sean Connery does the girls. But uh, amen. And he what, will, shamelessly. He will, he will uh, unapologetically put you in your place. Oh, yeah, for sure unapologetically and is he a hero of ours maybe he is okay that's fine sometimes you find that uh, <laughs> the woman always wants to get the last word <laughs> <laughs> he literally said that to Barbara yeah. Walters oh yeah yeah anywho, anywho. Uh, two gingers really nice I, I think it, it does have a spicier element to it there's um, almost a breakfast spice yeah exactly like nutmeggy um, and, and cinnamon and I, I think that gets lost and especially Bushmills because Bushmills is that triple distilled oh yeah super lightweight I mean Jesus yeah Christ. but the viscosity is there you know like it, yeah. it has heft to it but it's very I'm I've always liked Bushmills over Jameson every usually buddy falls in a camp and it's not a religious thing it's a taste well, thing well Jameson's gross um, Jameson's not great um, and we sell a metric shit ton of it. And now they have their IPA, uh, their cask mate editions where they have Those IPA barrels. Are interesting. They have a stout barrel now. The stout barrel is They have a cold nitro brew mixed with Jameson. Right. Style they just released. All things um, Irish. All things Irish, brother. Um, but Welcome anyway. to all things Irish. <laughs> this week on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just verbal abuse of the English. Yeah. It's absolutely. an hour of hating the English. So and, I like it. And my, meanwhile, who doesn't hate the English? The English don't like the English. 
Oh no, that I think that's definitely true. They moved to the U.S. and then just shit on the English. Just listen to John Oliver talk. Thank for you. Ten minutes about the English, and he will. Yeah, he's not a fan. unapologetically hate him, <laughs> um, and rightfully so. So I'm gonna give this a. I don't think we do five stars, but I'm gonna make this a buy. A buy? This yeah. Is a buy. Oh, it's a buy, dude. If you've never had two gingers for twenty bucks. And you're a fan of Irish whiskey. On Patty's Day, you're not going to do much better for the price. What is a 750 of Jameson? 17 bucks? Yeah, it's like two bucks. This is like two bucks more. So this is $2 more for uh, to get a really nice whiskey. For double the, the fucking quality, in my opinion. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, okay. totally. I, I like give it. this four potatoes out of five. Uh, I, <laughs> 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 I give this three and a half muck shovels. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I'm floating at four, four DV charges, one drop. So, but four did stick. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to give it three and a half Bonos. <laughs> that self-righteous cocksucker. I know, we don't need that guy. God, who needs that guy? Uh, but anyway, go get some two gingers for, for Patty's Day. Um, I don't see, I, I, let's lead this right in. We're talking about our local Irish bar. It's called the Embassy. We can talk about it. Yeah. They, they, they do a great job over there. But this is obviously their Christmas, right? It um, is. What do you think? Because I'll tell you what. I went into your ex-place of business, El Moro, yesterday. So let's see. Saturday, nice weather. It was beautiful outside. It's kind of beginning of spring. Saturday brunch, which at El Moro, um, you guys typically, good luck getting a fucking table or a bar stool at 1230. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um, there were maybe even on Saturday three people at the bar and four tables right. at twelve thirty. Yeah, um, that is not um, indicative of what town is no. like on and a typical. I went by there right before you met me, and it was uh, definitely not your normal Sunday crew, right? Um, and that's with the mountains. Uh, the governor of Colorado closed all ski resorts. I didn't know that um, via executive order. When was that? So yesterday he, so that was it. So, he, so he, pur- he purgatory's gone. Purgatory's down. Telluride's down. I mean, literally every ski resort in the wow. state of Colorado is now closed for business via executive order. Um, that happened yesterday. That's big for our town. We have a it's lot huge. of shitty lifties that work there. And like, you know, there's. Well, and we a, have a lot of service people out there. A you know? ton of a service ton. people. I like mean, hundreds. It's a big deal. Yeah. And, um, fuck. You know, we're, you know, we're not going to get political this week, I don't think. But, uh, you know, we're definitely heading headlong into some serious economic downturn to the point where, like, I think a deep recession is probably going to happen. No, that's happening. I think her, you you, know? there are even economists I, I alluded arguing. to that last week. But, like, yeah, like. I think economists are saying we're actually in it right now we're just not calling it you just haven't seen it um but but it's this is definitely the beginnings of it um the thing that i mean we're this just part of what's going to inevitably happen we talked about a little bit it's going to hit wherever you are um most people are going to be in contact with it 98 percent of us will be fine it's not the end of the world it's not the plague it's not the zombie apocalypse however um in an effort to not spread it to our elderly population um, the responsible thing to do would be to do things like shut down the NBA, cancel Coachella, cancel all these things, because even if you don't get sick, you're a carrier, you spread it. I get it. I totally understand. We do have um, vulnerable amongst us. A hundred percent. I mean, my, my mom and my stepfather being paramount among them, yeah, we don't want they're healthy, they're healthy, but they're still old. Um, of so it's, um, I had a friend of mine, I didn't know this, but a month and a half ago and they didn't know what it was or two months ago, two and a half months ago. Um, a guy that I was in a band with who's a little bit older than me, um, he's probably 49, 
um, uh, three months ago um, in Oregon, which if we know everything, he's near Portland. That's like a huge hotbed right now of what's going on with the coronavirus. He was on a uh, respirator for a week in ICU. And he's been a lifetime smoker. They just thought it was smoker-related sort of emphysema, pre-emphysema symptoms. Um, But now looking back on it, it was like he couldn't kick it. It was persistent, and then it went away eventually. Um, In retrospect, I'm like, oh my God, he might have been one of the patients. Seriously, no bullshit. Because the doctors didn't know what it was. I mean, like, my pulmonary system is not up to speed. Right. You know, like, with all the broken ribs thing that happened to me earlier this year, I had a really marked decrease in my lung capacity. I do smoke cigarettes like a moron. Um because likewise, yeah, I, I just convinced myself idiots. to do it. Um, and I mean, I don't know. It probably wouldn't be the coolest thing in the world for me to get this. No, virus. I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to pull through it, but like it, it might not be great for you. I might be sucking O2 through a hose. Wow, no doubt about yeah, it. Dude. You know what I mean? If it were I to come down with this, I, I would not be shocked if I had to go spend a few days, you Oof. know, getting some, getting some O2, but that's really the issue. Like a, a lot of people, right. Um, and again, this kind of drifts into weird political territory, but like it's kind of hard not to get political talking about it, this. It, it, it really is, is because there's just a lot of people that are going to believe everything they hear, which is like, oh, what the fuck are we doing? It's just the flu. It's not killing everybody. The flu kills all these people, blah, blah, blah. But it's not really about that. It's about treatment right. and how hard it is to treat this stupid virus. Right. And it does require, in a lot of people's cases, a hospital bed. And when you're a country like the United States of America, which is mind boggling, that is, traditionally a little understaffed and uh, doesn't have enough beds, doesn't have the equipment. We've already found that we don't have the testing equipment. We don't have that available to people. So if Heidi Klum can't get a test, then I mean, right No, I did read that. So I think sometime like last week, the CDC did like something like 70 different tests. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like a lot. And then I read that the Utah Jazz, because of Rudy Gobert, right. they ended up testing like 58 people in their facility, like overnight. Right. And I'm 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 thinking, did they go to like some private, you know, third party private no. sector lab, or did they just get taken care of? They just got taken care of. You know, because I mean? listen, I what I heard um, on another podcast was. Um, as of, I'm going to say three or four days ago and things obviously are developing rapidly, um, good and bad developing rapidly. Um, I, what I had, from what I understand, the last number that I heard quoted was New York city, you know, how many millions of people, like 16 million people in the contiguous, like New York metropolitan area or whatever, 8 million or something like that. Um, 2,400 tests had been administered up to that day. Yeah. 2,400. In LA, I think it was something like 60. Sure. Um, LA is pretty big. So... There's a few um, people live there. But And then conversely, to put it in perspective, before you start buying the fact that it's too expensive and it's not available, South Korea, you know South Korea, that little country underneath <laughs> North Korea, are administering on an average 11,000 tests a day. Yeah. No. Th- for their yeah. population. So, don't believe the hype by virtue of we we did as much as we could do early we saw this coming three months away nobody took it seriously we called it a hoax um the cdc which has famously been underfunded since for the over the last three and a half years um this is going to be something that we yeah. had the opportunity to get in front of we didn't i know and i don't well, care we- what anybody says about like oh they've got a team of no we've got We've got the guy we responsible the, for our HIV outbreak in right. Indiana running the entire thing. We saw a um, 
entire pandemic task force that had been tasked to the White House fired two years ago. Right. Which I find really amazing. Interesting. Like, the timing seems kind of crazy that, that something like that would happen. We have both sides of the aisle politicizing and trying to make 100%. political hay. Obviously, it's an election year. I mean, people are going to try to fuck with it. But, you know, it's really discouraging to hear people of both parties, you know, coming out and trying to turn this into a huge political um, hot potato because it's like, you know, it's not really the time for that. Right. You know, and we got a president that's trying to push his border wall agenda, even though I think there's like seven cases in all of Mexico. Exactly. Like for some reason, whatever the it's diet, lifestyle, something, or dude. just they haven't tested anybody. Dude, Haritos. Because I mean, we got to be careful, you know, maybe dude, they haven't tested a fucking soul down there. Dude, you rub enough fucking Haritos but, on I your mean, fucking dude, virus, You're not bro. getting that shit. <laughs> you're not getting it, bro. You ever, <laughs> you ever had fruit punch Haritos? I know, come on. That shit will kill anything, It dog. will kill um, anything. <laughs> but... But no, it's it's funny because you you knew they were going to politicize it. Now the one thing, and and granted, not to get overly political, the one observation that can be met by this whole thing happening, outside of the fact that um, Joe Rogan had a, an expert on a, a true expert uh, um, that has been in the field for over forty years, and he had some very very interesting information, which was truthful information as far as I could suss out. Um, don't le- don't read Facebook. Your buddy telling you they read this on fucking Insta is not news. Go educate yourself about it before yep. you freak out one way or the other. Um, I think, like you said, you've got the people saying it's the end of the world, and then you got the, some people saying that it's oh, you're just going to get the flu. The truth, as it mostly does, lies somewhere in the middle. Um, and well, and not only that, the scientists don't play that game. They it's all fact. I mean, so these guys do computer modeling, right? So they drop all the data into a fucking computer. And they say, okay, here's best case scenario. Right. Here's worst case scenario. Now we have a spectrum to work in. And their worst case scenario is like well over a million people in this country could die from this shit. Right. Okay. So that's worst case. Right. That's pretty bad. Very bad. Chances are it does. Like, just like you said, fall somewhere in the middle. Right. But like, stop it with this shit. Like, like I'm going to listen to those guys. Of course. And I'm going to listen to that fucking computer. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You know, before I listen to that. Heard or that it, we have in the White House, either or Mike that, Pence, or Hannity, or, or Rachel any Maddow, or, or anybody. Maddow or any I'm not listening to anybody. I want to listen to the doctors and Give the me scientists the, and the people on the you ground. You know, you know that that section <laughs> of education that we no longer fund science. Um, I'm going to listen to those guys because I don't know how many more of those guys we're going to see going forward. I want to hear from them. everybody else is too busy writing computer code and trying to try out for America's Got Talent. Nobody's got time for science anymore. So, okay. I know. Um, I tried to have a conversation about this with my old man. Right. Huge fucking mistake. Really? Smart guy. Cool guy. Love my dad. What's his view on it? Dude. Like, is he on the which side? He's on the Fox News. Okay. Like disinformation train. Okay. It bums me out because I'm like, you're way smarter than right you know? is, it, is it a matter of comfort do you, you know of course it, it, it it we all seek uh confirmation biases agree to, to, to make us feel better about the decisions right. and the choices that we've made no of matter course. what so anything and that's where cognitive dissonance comes in the brain. right because you can literally watch things turn into a national state of an emergency and then it's obviously spreading and it's obviously an issue and people are dying but you can also be like everything's cool right and I'm like, well, or it's still a hoax. Your brain's lying to it, right. itself. I yeah. mean, that's what's happening. Yeah, 
you know. So, it's crazy. Anywho, I mean, but but how about I, you? How about how about your personal life? Well, one one last thing, and I want to throw it, and I throw it to my mom, who I've talked about on the podcast as being a an exceptionally militant leftist. Um, <laughs> um, and she's the one, no Che Guevara, but she's up there. Boy, she's so close. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's she, she Guevara. She's somewhere between <laughs> Bernie and Che. <laughs> <laughs> um, with a little sousant of Rick James. Just, I don't know why. Just toss it uh, in there. I don't know why. Because she'll slap a hoe. She'll slap a bitch. Uh, but but um, the one thing that we could agree on, and we so don't agree on most stuff, not because I'm not from a liberal standpoint, it's just because I have some sense of reality. Um, she, and she's so drunk the Kool-Aid on the left. But that, But the one thing we can agree on, if after this, the one leg that he had to stand on was his economic prosperity, and now that that's been taken away from him, if the Democrats cannot win this election, fuck them. Just stop it. Yeah. I'm off the train completely at that point. No, I know. You are literally getting handed the election right this now. This is, you cannot ask for a better set of circumstances. I don't know about, and I hate to be dark like that, but from a political standpoint, yep. you've got the economic downturn, recession, pandemic, and then coupled with all the regular Trump stuff. You are literally holding his mushroom dick and a machete in the other hand. All you've got to do is swing. <laughs> oh my God. First, you got to knock it out of Pence's mouth. Though. And then you got. Hey! <laughs> oh man. Man, Mark Marin. Pray the gay away. Did I you know. watch the Mark Marin special? It was Marin fantastic. Special? It was fantastic. The Mike Pence blowing Jesus bit? Yeah, it was great. I, I, I was so blown away. That I, I mean, like it was. He played it well. I haven't seen something that kind of brave and funny in a long time. It's, and he it wasn't was. doing it just to be shocking. No, no. He no. was setting up a bigger joke. He was setting up. A, it was, was a bit. It was a bit fun. to it, set up a bit. Good for him, man. The king of podcasting. Really well. Other done. other than Rogan. Yeah. Good for you, Mark. That was a great special. That was you guys a great check special. That out. It's called um, in in game in time fun. No. no, end time, end, end, like end of times, yeah. end times fun, end times fun. I right. think something like that, something like that. And it's really fucking funny. It's really, really. It's smart. I love his whole take on like how you know it's all like everything's being written by the Jews. Oh, I know. He's, I, he, just like, keep writing shit they like before they shit kill they us. Like before they kill us. Um, <laughs> super smart. I expect yeah. nothing else from Mister Marin. But um, it's great to see because sometimes I'm glad he had a sense of humor again. Since Sean's not here, I thought I'd throw a little comedy shout out. There's a there's a there's a point there was a point to his career where he got a little bit too curmudgeony for me, and it's good to see him. No, and it was it kind was the of Bush era, yeah. era America years. And yeah, all that. and he, he got, got very little, salty yeah. about it. But yeah. I think he's found his groove. He was laughing on stage again. Yeah, um, which I love to see because he's not an overly serious guy. And it's good yeah. to see him turn back into that guy that you can tell probably more akin to his Coke days. Than oh, his and then I Coke sent days. you the link of him playing ACDC songs and for that uh, Bon Scott tribute. I don't know if you ended up getting a chance no, to watch it. No, I didn't it. hear it. So they did um, – I cannot remember the guy's name. I'll, I'll think about it. But it was a comedian in L.A. that he's really good friends with, Dean something. And they did a Bon Scott tribute concert okay. where they also did comedy. Oh, wow. Marin comes on stage – and he's a guitarist. He's, right. He noodles on the show all the time. Right, like at right, the end right. of every podcast, he'll sit and noodle. Holy shit. Could he shred? Dude could shred, man. Really? Like he was up there just banging it out. Doing some Angus and, Young. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Anyways. That's awesome. But great special. I mean, I know he dipped in. Like I said, this is a, a, an impromptu handsome boys broadcast. So um, I know. We're, we're, do, we're, we're meandering a bit. We're but meandering, that's okay. but that's what we do. Because like, like Bobby had mentioned when we got back together with Sean last week. 
it's more of a conversation when we talk and less of a competition because we're all trying to be the funniest guy in the room when we're all together, which makes it great. But Bobby have a t- Bobby and I have a tendency just to kind of we just shoot the shit, shoot the shit. Um, and uh, being good Irishmen and drinking two gingers and with the only thing that you can back it up with, we were going to tell you we were drinking Coronas because we were trying to be clever. But I thought we we thought we were cute. We thought we were cute. Um, which by the way, all we're of not, you people handsome. ordering. Coronas and asking about coronavirus shots. Just, I get it. You think it's funny because you don't work at a bar. Um, just, can you just stop? Yeah, please. Stop it. Um, it's not after the sixth or seventh time a day. Kind of don't care about it unless yeah. you want me to go into your work, you know, and and know. say, hey, could I test drive the Ferrari? It's that Fight Club line, you know. It's okay. yeah, that's clever. Yeah, that's clever. How's that working out for you? Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. I'm over it. We get it. Um, either, We're over it. We made those jokes three months ago or three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's, it's fine. fine. Uh, yeah. or, or I'll just spit in your mouth. It's time to put a tie a bow on tying a bow of that shit um but uh anyway uh we're gonna we're gonna we were originally with sean and we still are um we're gonna meander back and forth we're following no script today everybody um not that we do anyway oh by the way i I will throw this out there since we are talking about the aforementioned rona um by the way if you give birth in the next two months and you don't name your daughter corona shame on me um you're missing some amazing humor moments uh but anyway that or being covid said, or covid that's more of a dude yeah for sure yeah like little a, boy yeah maybe a middle name like oh Le- tanner covid tanner liam covid <laughs> gunner covid hunter covid no one calls their kids tristan anymore no, yeah, that what was such a tristan? 20 years ago what thing to tristan yeah sebastian sebastian covid, COVID. <laughs> the third the third esquire um yeah, we're going to jump into some music. There's been a lot of really cool music that's been coming out lately. We'll talk about. But our idea for a theme in lieu of things not... Um, did we want to do this first? Did we want to go into... You know, so, yeah, you brought up the new music. Why oh, we do... Okay. Let's do one new okay. song Let's right do now. one new song, and then we're going to go into our theme. And then if Bobby has more new songs that he thinks of during this segment, we'll throw it in there. Like I said, this is impromptu, so just fucking deal with it, you nerds. Yeah, we're, um, we're audibles. Being that total fucking Omaha, dude. But- Yankee, Foxtrot, Omaha, <laughs> Nevada, Cornhole. But <laughs> they should start doing like uh, like illicit play calling. Oh, God. Right? right? Foreskin, foreskin. Oh, there's got to be a TV thing there. Right? Though. I bet they're told under no It's not a bad word. Can you say, you know. Sphincter, sphincter. Yeah. Oh. They see? Scrimp the be- line. Do they, do yeah, scrimp the line, dude. Oh, I wish I was an offensive coordinator. Get pink sock, pink sock, where everybody just falls right. out onto the sides. Oh, I don't know if you heard. Before we jump what? into the song, uh, the NFL did uh, ratify their new collective bargaining agreement yeah. today. Yeah. So The final final? Or is the, this the no, last draft? Done, this is it. It's done deal. The um, vote only passed by like 50 votes or something. Like yeah, that. I know. Really People super are close. super pissed off. Um, there's going to be 17 NFL games this year. Yes. Uh, oh, no, not this year. Sorry. Uh, 2023 that's being or something. 2022. Yeah. But that's in that's the That's in two years. Uh, but the playoff field has been expanded two more teams, which I'm not in love with. <sighs> not but, in love with it. You know. But it's all what, it's all economics. More It's more revenue. It's just money. And it's um, more money for those get, those kids. Yeah. So I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, but they got to play theoretically more weird. games, and it's weird. And it makes it, it makes it a little bit watered down the field. But hey, listen, the fucking Vikings beat the Saints this year. So well, who am I to say like, fucking... Now you, there's no longer going to be... With 17 games, when that comes into effect, there's not going to be any 8-8 eight and eight seasons anymore. 
So I don't yeah. know what the fuck Miami's going to do. But, uh, <laughs> Will they have to go fucking nine and eight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just saying. Yeah. Um, by the way, they were talking up about making some big moves this week. Your Dolphins. Oh, no. Um, it's going to be big. I heard Philip Rivers possibly. Nope. I heard <laughs> he moved nope. his family down to Miami. No, zero percent chance. Like, <laughs> he did. Um, so mad. That's not happening. If that happened, that's how happening. mad. I honestly think they would sign Tom Brady before they sign Philip Rivers. Tom Brady actually makes sense. And they're in a position they could throw Tom Brady thirty-five mil. Um, they could throw fifty if they wanted. To. You know, but you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who honestly at this point in his career, probably about the same quarterback. I watched that whole last season. Fitzpatrick was. Really fucking good, man. Yeah, but I don't think there's going to be... On a god-awful team. There's going to be nobody that's going to sit back and tell you that Fitzpatrick and Brady are playing on the same dimension, though. I mean, um, I don't think so necessarily, but I'll tell you what. For the price, I'll take Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but you guys got money to burn and draft picks to burn. Yeah, so let's burn I mean, it on some useful humans. Uh, well, they're looking at revenue, so you know, that um, stadium is filled. If I was going to make a call right now um, and... This will really change the way I look at the National Football League. Tom Brady's going to be a San Francisco 49er. That's what everybody's saying. And then Garoppolo goes back to fucking. I don't think he New goes England. to New England, though. He that would almost be like admitting you fucked up. I don't Not know. Really. There's something weird about you that. You won a fucking Super Bowl without him. You didn't fuck up. I, I, one I mean, thing I do know is I don't want Jimmy G in my army. <laughs> so. Well, I, he, he ain't wearing black and gold I'm cool, either. So I'm, I'm cool fine. with him going to the Patriots. I will take Taysom Hill over everybody you just said. Um, <laughs> just saying, my third string yeah. guy. Miami's got 14 picks in this draft. They got a ton so of cap money. Fuck around. This could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun either way if yeah. we have a fucking And NFL I don't season. want Tom Brady down there. Plus, we'd have to unretire Bob Gracie's number or some shit. Like, fuck that. Yeah. I don't you know. know. You never you, know. Tommy. You never know. TB12. <laughs> Dude, he's so mad. <laughs> Go play for Tampa. He's so mad. That will never happen, sir. Uh, um, I don't want it to happen, mm, sir. Yeah, um, I'm not going to sh- say never. Shut your mouth. Let them pick up Flacco like they should. Uh- <laughs> talk, to me, talk to me about this song. Okay. This is going to take a, 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 like two minutes of, of, of intro. Yeah. I had no idea what you were talking uh, about. Okay. So. Um, back in the day, okay, this just happened. Um, I was telling Bobby, I think we, we called her my, my, my new girl. Um, we called her Rex. So we're going to continue down that theme. Now she is a woman of color and she is, uh, what she has dubbed black Twitter, which is a real thing. So essentially it's, it's a community of like, obviously like-minded black folks, men, women, old and young that, Kind of all kick around memes and stuff, and it's probably stuff that doesn't hit regular Twitter all the time, although some of it does. Um, anyway, there's some really rich and some good fucking information that, oh, yeah, quite frankly, these guys like Michael Harriet, and yeah, there's some really yeah. oh, cool motherfuckers no, very on there, cool. um, very smart. And you get all uh, the forward-minded motherfuckers that are like dropping crazy knowledge. You get and you get it's all awesome. and you get direct connect to all the like MCs. And there's and, not like a channel called Black Twitter. Obviously, <laughs> it's all just who you follow. <laughs> Which would be a great name for a channel. God damn, it, um, so good. Anyway, um, but um, I found out through her because, and I would have found out eventually via my sources, but. I found out the day that it happened that a young man named Jay Electronica dropped his debut album. And I'll tell you why this is important. Number one, this guy's been wait. We've been waiting 10 years for this guy to do his debut album. He had put out singles in 2009 with Took Over Everything. He was he was labeled the next Wonderkind. Um, he got signed to uh, Rock Nation in 2009 or 2010. So obviously, for those of you who know, that's Jay-Z's label, um, who's put out subsequently a bunch of people, including Jay-Z himself. Um, 
Jay-Z, not the most prolific guy in the world by virtue of how often he releases shit, but when he does, it's usually extremely impactful on the music scene just because of his name, um, obviously. And uh, the guy doesn't put out clunkers either. You you don't need to like him, but uh, his ability to select tracks and MC is kind of without question. Um, So this young man, Jay Electronica, put out a couple singles, they blew up everywhere and we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's almost become its own meme about waiting for Jay Electronica because there've been rumors over the years and this and that. He's 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 featured on other people's stuff. He produces. Um, he was with Erica Badu and they got a kid. They were together for like five years, but he's worked with Andre 3000 and uh, obviously Jay-Z. Very, very, very reputable guy. Debut album three days ago. Um, unbelievable and what makes it unbelievable is when i looked at the track list not one time does it mention the fact that jay-z's on every fucking track every track and not only that but jay-z's verse starts off the album really weird for so imagine being a debut guy he's 43 yeah and this is his debut album and jay-z is gonna like oh i got this and jay even though he's signing their friends but to be on this many tracks on the guy's album Rod Digger put out a tweet and was like, imagine having your debut album feature Jay-Z on the entire album. Do you just want to hand me a platinum record now? Or what do you want to do? Anyone other than Jay-Z probably would have just said like, no, this is a Jay-Z album. Or I'll just feature. You're my new dude. Yeah, or I'll feature one song and put you on. And that'll be the first cut of the album and the first single. But no, full on collaboration. Full collab. Um, The beats are fire. Um, the first, the second, the, the first song in the album is an intro. The second one's probably going to be the first single I would imagine, because when you listen to it, you'll understand. However, the third track on the album is called the blinding. Um, I, I listened the to the most first, fu- the what, mo- 45 seconds of this, the most fire oh. track on the album, in my opinion, Jay's got a line where he's like, you call me, he's like, he say, yes, sir. You call me. Yes, sir. My kid, my son was knighted before he got out of his romper. Um, he Jay's being typical Jay. And uh, yeah. if you're not familiar with uh, Mr. Electronica, which is what he goes by, um, then you will be after this because uh, he's he's a beast. And the, and the, it's very experimental. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are were on Twitter saying they weren't very happy with it because they were expecting something else. Um, but this is really fitting within the times of hip hop right now. If you're listening to new... Uh, which Ke- I don't get. It's bad as fuck. It, but new Kendrick is very experimental. There's J. Cole, this shit is so hot. new Joyner, Lucas, new Eminem, all very experimental. Uh, things are changing in hip hop for the better, in my opinion. And this is no different. Um, Should we listen to a few God seconds of the blinding? Damn. Boy, this is grimy, dog. All right, here we go. Here we go. This shit makes you crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy. Upon a time there was a liquid youth, the cub of a lion The stowed away captive, a long way home from Zion The dove prince sang about in purple rain crying To the midget you heard tell of on the shoulders of the Listen, giant I named my son, sir, so you gotta call my son, sir That boy already knighted, he ain't even out his rumper You speaking on the kingdom, you better watch your tongue, sir I send you where you've never been, you forget where I'm from, sir That gossip I send ball heads, you gossip out the gun, sir I'm brazy, I'm so brazen, I'm raising in the sun, sir You can catch this broad daylight, you know the kingdom comes, sir that wheel inside the wheel 
wheel a half a mile in circumference It's the return of the Magdi, it's the return of the Akis It's the return of the lost and found tribe, Shabazz, the Anunnaki It's the return of Mrs. Shakur, spitting out phlegm and paparazzi That's my new style Oh my heavens Dude, Yo, yo I mean, that that track resonated just because of the heat that it delivers Um but um, the rest of the album it is very... It's such a cliche to say something's fire. Oh, I know. But that's actual. Like, that's Smoke coming out of your headphone shit. Um, and that's a third track. There's some stuff there that's way more experimental. There's some uh, there's some interlude type stuff. Uh, just as a side note, Jay, not Hova, Jay Electronica is a 5%er, has been for a while, Nation of Islam. Sure, sure. So there's a lot of Farrakhan drops and a Prophet Elijah Muhammad drops and shit. And, and which... Oddly enough, Bobby and I grew up with. Uh, when you talk about like poor righteous teachers and X Clan and Public Enemy, Bring the Noise um, is probably my favorite hip hop song of all time. For brand Nubian, a very specific reason because but, my name's in it. Well, obviously, but like I mean, Farrakhan's a prophet that I think you ought to listen yeah. to, dude. What he can say to you, what you ought to do. This is fruit of Islam. Um, shit, I could go on. No, I I know the whole verse. We can go Follow for now. Power to the people. Say, <laughs> make a lyrical beat. Bump the lyrical. Black is back. All name <laughs> are gonna win. Check, check it out. out. Yeah, yeah, y'all, come on. on. Here, Here we go, go again. again. Now he's yeah, full of white boy anthrax shit. Oh, are you um, kidding me? But anyway, um, oh fuck that. I we, knew that song before anthrax ever got well, in the ob- game. Obviously, <laughs> but but we grew up with a lot of those um, conscious, you know, Paris. Uh, like I said, X Clan. Um, there are a lot of uh, b- the back to Africa, black centric, um, Afrocentric movement. Um, Nation of Islam. I have friends of mine in tenth grade that disappeared for summer and came back wearing bow ties, um, and wouldn't talk to me anymore because I was the devil at that point, which was really kind of strange. Growing it's a up bummer. Like that. It's a bummer. Um, I didn't understand it you at know. the time. I understand it now. Um, impressionable youth. Hey, listen, Nation of Islam has their own issues and their own problems, much like the Catholic Church and mu- much like every other religion. You got to think um, that those kids probably came back at some point, like 10 years later, and be like, God, man, why the fuck did I ghost Aaron? Yeah, well, or not. I don't know. They. You know, I, I think I, I think most of them aren't Nation now, but um, it's, a again. I like that dude. He was I, cool. He was fine, dude. For a white kid. Was okay. For a white kid. Little chubby, funny white kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matchbox 20 looking ass. <laughs> What's your heavy D in the boys looking ass? Uh, <laughs> um, no, but... But uh, that's part of it, so don't don't be dissuaded by that. Don't be no. off put. That's just what he's into. Listen to the 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 mu- the art of it, the well, musicality the, of it. The first thing is like just the production is super fucking next level. So tight, so I fucking mean, tight. It's the, so his good. track selection and his nuance and, and his tracks. Like when you listen to that on headphones and listen to that African oh. chant over and over, and the tones in it and the the actual chords and the notes they're hitting in the chant relate to the baseline, which then relates to this little underlying synth that happens really, really well thought out, constructed. And let's be honest, the verses are fucking, the verses are fire. Dude, my son was knighted before he was out of his romper. Dude. So we, we had a, another idea that we were going to do with Sean. Yes. Um, we've been doing a little more <laughs> themed content when which it is comes fun. to our music, which I think is really fun. Super fun. Cause it makes us, Examine our histories and what we actually listen to and what we so like I we did our cover songs the last time we went handsome boy yeah and um which was that fun. was super fucking fun yeah and Bobby and I obviously are gonna go down rabbit holes of music that's that's handsome that's, boys that's how we met that's how we met um, so so I threw out the idea what I don't know three or four days ago yeah right before right before Sean left I was like we should do um a segment on the podcast where we talk about our favorite. 
or not even favorite, uh, our most impactful breakup songs. Which is such a good one. And I knew right away mine, but I know like Sean was talking about several, right? And I knew right away mine too. Right. Which is interesting because as it turns out, I did not know this until uh, 45 minutes ago. It's the same fucking dude. It's the same artist. Um, it's the same album. It's literally hard. We have different songs. There are two breakup break songs, songs on that album. And they're both like interchangeably good. We just happened to pick different songs we on the just same album. managed to pick the different one. Right. What was um, some of Sean's before we go into? Oh, God. Let me Let's, pull that Okay, we're going to go. Holy shit. Because Sean, Sean has a way. Sean doesn't have a lot of gravitas. Like, <laughs> Sean... <laughs> Sean is. Sean does not have a pep- lot of grubbing. He's peppermints and unicorns and daffodils most okay, of the time. Okay, so the first one he sent me this morning before he canceled was <laughs> Baby Come Back by Player. By Player. By the way, Baby Come Back. Baby Come Back. Um, by the way, Sean's always going to look for the, the laugh, the right? He's yeah, going to look for the Yeah, he's. Okay. Yeah. What was um, his next one? Can't Fight This Feeling, which I don't even think is a breakup. It's not a breakup song. But this Sean trying to reach into the annals of what I, I he guess. is. Uh, and you guys are all familiar with the Speedwagon. Everybody knows the Speedwagon. Um, Foreigner, I Want to Know What Love Is. I don't know if that's a breakup song. Um, I don't know it's if it's more of a get together song of yearning. Um, it only exists on 8 track. I know that, that much. That's true. That much is true. That is true. Um,. This is the the best poll was this one. Though he then gave me, uh, which is so fucking on the nose, Boys to Men, End of the Road. Okay, that that's a legitimate that's breakup That's a legit song. breakup Or song. Every Graduation from 1990 to 1996. Okay. <laughs> it's Last Dance, everybody. Last Dance. Last Dance. <laughs> this is Couple Skate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, he hit me with Boys to Men, but he dropped a fucking jam. A jam. And I was shocked about this, by the way, because yeah. most people don't know this song as being a, a dark song. So he sent me the link to this song on YouTube, followed by a bawling their eyes out emoji. And it's the Human League. Human League. I Human. know nobody even knows what that is. And speaking of last You know dances, the song. You know dude, the song. Yeah. This Everybody was, knows the song. Boys to Men before Boys to Men. This is back when we but didn't this like, is like incorporate African American culture into our music. Right. This at was all. the eighties. This is the eighties. You know, yeah. those guys were, you know, doing hip hop shit. Yeah. The we bl- didn't understand what was going on. The Blacks, Frankly, Blacks we had, were a little nervous. <laughs> the blacks hadn't even got here yet. <laughs> yeah, we were a little They're still on the way over. I was a little I'm nervous right. about all this public enemy shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure you I were. wasn't sure where that was going. Um, um, but so, no. so, so Human League, I, I spent last week. Me and uh, the girl that I'm seeing l- last week spent we spend hours listening to like Howard Jones and and like old eighty <laughs> shit because we love it so much because it's so fun and that was our era we grew up doing it so it's very nostalgic for me. Um, this is one of her favorite songs and I had never realized this. She brought this to my attention. She actually sent me the lyrics to this song. Um, and I'm actually going to, I think I still have them and I'm going to pull them up while Bobby tells you a little bit more about this song. Cause I'm telling you when you'll know, you don't know what the song is right now. Cause we're talking about it. Well, we said the name, but I, I, I but I guarantee you, I, you nobody can pull this up until out of their ass. I start playing it. It's not, it, it's going to land for so many people. The second I start playing it. Exactly. But I don't remember this song being this good because I just feel like I'm listening to it with fresh ears. Right. And uh, it's really fantastic. So this is the Human League. Um, 
And the, the, song- the track is called Human. Right. And um, I think, it's funny, I think everyone thinks it's called I'm Only Human. But I think the song's actually called Human. And no, the song's called Human, but the hook is I'm Only Human After All. Um, that's like part of the hook. I'm trying to get to the lyrics. She literally sent me the lyrics. Yeah, it is so like talk about kismet sort yeah, of bullshit. A, if you got um, it, give me a verse. Okay, let me see here. Hold on. But I want a Jay Z style. I'm going. I want a Jay Z. In fact, I want a DMX style. Um That's my that's my Jay Z. I hope you guys like it. It's the these are the lyrics. How, how can it be that a love carved out of caring, fashioned by fate, could suffer so hard from the games once played too often, but making mistakes is a part of life's imperfection. Born of the years, is it so wrong to be human after all? Drawn into the stream of undefined illusion, those diamond dreams, they can't decide, disguise the truth. That there is something about you, baby, so right. I wouldn't be without you, baby, tonight. Jesus Christ. Yeah, if those ever, fucking 80s art school kids. I know, right? You dude, fucking Bauhausians. If ever our love was concealed, poets. no one can say that we didn't feel a million things and a perfect dream of life gone, fragile but free. We remain tender together, if not so in love. And it's not so wrong. We're only human after all. Ugh. It's really depressing, God, dude. It's really good, though. These changing years, they add to your confusion. Oh, and you need to hear the time that told the truth. It is pretty, actually, beautifully written for being a bunch of gothy makeup kids. Well, what do you think? Should Let's we drop, do it. Should yeah, we, fuck Should it. we drop the needle? Should we drop the needle? Do it. Oh, and fuck you, Sean. Pass me my eyeliner. This is your song. That's a, the, a first, uh, a, a whiskey reel and handsome boys first. Yeah. Remember that whole diatribe I went on about how wonderful the song is? You mean that three pages of your notebook that you read? Right. Um, that's a wrong song. Yeah. That was a completely different song by a different group. But Great Human song. was in the name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just went gut. Gut call. I went Omaha, <laughs> Omaha no. foreskin. Yeah, no, it's awesome. right. It's awesome. I went banana p- peel. Pink sock one. Pink sock one. <laughs> I went. I went full audible and blew it. But yeah. um, leave it to Sean to send a song that could have been confused for another song and wasn't even a breakup song. Not that's not a breakup. That's song, not is a it? breakup song. I'm only human. A flesh and blood I made. I'm only human. Born to make song. mistakes. But is it? Isn't it? Isn't he just talking about the like triviality of being human, but not breaking up emotionally? I know. Does I know Sean, it's weird. Does Sean like, know what a breakup like song I'm is? I'm trying to do him a service <laughs> and like give him a shout out on the Handsome Boy podcast. Does Sean know with what a... his gold bricking ass? <laughs> 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 and uh, he sends us that. That's all right. No, it's fine. 
We're going to, hey, Sean, remember. It's still a good song. I mean, that's actually a, a song from my childhood. Sean's a baseball fan, so he'll get this analogy. If you go up to bat and <laughs> sure. get a hit one out of every two times and you're 500, you still get in the Hall of Fame, buddy. Oh, yeah. So the dude. fact that you're 500 on this podcast, you'll still get in the Hall of Fame, it's buddy. It's the only sport where 35% gets you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so it's perfect for old Chetty, buddy. Yeah. Remember, remember that last time we were really nice? I think this might be end up being a different week it's gonna be a different week um but so you know what sean uh, i'm sorry i'm only human yeah <laughs> born to make mistakes of flesh oh, and blood with your non-breakup do you know what a breakup song is i mean it's usually about people breaking up right um <laughs> you and i both went with the superior song choices well obviously. i mean we I mean. our songs are clearly breakup songs and oh god we need to talk a little bit and we and we've struck this, this man's penis have, on the on the program. I don't know that we've ever actually done any of his music. We haven't. Um, we so talked about a couple of weeks ago. We did the cover song thing. Yes, um, it was very much in my mind that I was going to do "Hallelujah" by Jeff Buckley, right? Which might be the greatest cover song of all time. I mean, we almost had really... to take. I mean, it was so on the nose for cover songs that we didn't even do it. We want, we want to at least be a little bit more experimental with it. Um, cause talking about Mike Patton and Jeff Buckley, um, or faith, no more, those two cover songs, those guys both did, as we talked about on the last handsome boys, obviously clearly the most superior cover songs ever made. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to discuss yeah. it. Um, hallelujah being one, a one B, uh, for, for right. easy by, by faith, no more. Um, what do you want to say about this guy? Because we've got two songs off the same album, which is his really his only album. He it, had, technically, it's his only actual album. That full he recorded, out. beginning and end. He had a second album called Songs to My Sweetheart. I believe it's called something it's like that. It's a double album. It's, it's a lot of B-cuts. Unreleased. Half-finished. Half-finished. A half, lot of yeah. them unf- half-finished. Um, um, some are just instrumentals. so many gems in there, though. Um, like, there's really some real, pretty, you know. strange, experimental. God, I, you talk about one guy. He's the James Dean of music, Like, in my we opinion. were robbed of that album. Uh, that 100%. album, I have a feeling, was could have been, going to Could be. have been a classic. Uh, there's a song, there's a track called Everyone Here Loves You. Yep. Everybody, here everybody, loves you. everybody here loves you, Dude. and it's one of the it's best a, soul songs but I've it's ever heard a in my soul life. Song. It's not even a rock song; it's soul it's a music, soul song. Um, and it's fucking. It, it, man. it this is one guy that I mean, um, I don't, I don't want to speak like out of turn. I, I so I fell in love with Buckley probably around like nineteen ninety four ish when Grace came out. When Grace came out, right. um, my brother, um, God rest his soul, introduced me to Jeff, and. Uh, I, I I mean I fell in love with Grace so head over heels and promptly broke up with my literal first girlfriend of my life, <laughs> and um, that's what led me not only to the album but to the song I'm gonna pick today because I just listened to that song over and over. It's a good one. And over and over. Oh yeah. And on top of it, I listened to the song that you're gonna present over, over and over and over. Well, and over. Grace and what a, I realized yeah. is that she was not a tear that lived inside my soul forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> that boy, tear dried up. That tear dried up. Actually, really fast. <laughs> like, like most tears. Because she sucked. Um, <laughs> uh, Je- uh, the, the Grace album that we're talking about. If you guys don't know, I know we've talked about him. His father was a famous folk singer. Um, he uh, was an absolute brilliant musician. Um, yeah, Tim Buckley was 
phenomenal. Um, was what he was. And he got overshadowed a lot by by Dylan and uh, by a yep. lot of the his contemporaries. Yeah, at the they time. were contemporaries. Um, sure. But Jeff Buckley, uh, the kid, um, I, is he's not part of the Twenty Seven Club, though, is he? No, um, um, he died before that. Yeah. He was and, like 24 or 25. It, he very famously was discovered because they were trying to do a tribute concert for his father, for his Tim. Dad. Right. And it was like going to just be at a small club in New York City. Mm-hmm. And, and then they were like, oh my God, he's got a son. Because like they, he grew up very estranged from his father. Yes. He didn't did know not him very have well. a relationship with him right. to speak of. Um, he comes into the show. Uh, I cannot remember the name of the the guitar instructor, guitarist that had worked with Tim that ended up yeah, working I don't with know. Jeff. Yeah, I don't know. That was very instrumental in, like, uh, so to speak, in in transforming the way Jeff thought about music. Right. Um, but I, I've read about it. I've, sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, famously, like, no. there's tons of documentaries and live tapes. Yeah. Of, and there's a movie um, about it. There is a movie about it. Yeah. Um, which sucks. But like. It, no, there was, was just, a documentary that was really well done that included a lot of his live clips, but in length, um, yeah. discussing Jeff and his early, how he came up. And, and it's just kind of amazing that you had a, a, a show where probably is going to be populated by just old Tim Buckley fans. Right. And a bunch of people that had worked with Tim yeah. in the past. 100%. And so Jeff walks onto the stage and starts singing <laughs> and like the fucking room just stopped. From what I've read, they're just like, what is what is happening? Yeah, because we're hearing Tim Buckley, except Better. it's like Tim Buckley Better. had an angel shoved up his ass. Yeah, and because that's Jeff Buckley. That's I don't how good he is. I you know, and I'm a you know I fancied myself a vocalist, and you know I I, I really did take it seriously and try and and um, I thought I had a pretty decent voice for the style of music that I did. Um, however, um, I, much like you, I was shown Jeff Buckley by a girl that was a friend of mine. Uh, I, I mean, he, he had, he had it all. He could play his instrument. Um, he had a, one of the best voices I've ever heard in my life. That's not hyperbole in any genre of music, opera to rock. I don't, the range that he had, um, his ability to control his vibrato, um, vibrato his, is so key with but him. how he did his vibrato wasn't that that really clunky pop 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 no he can lilt it he can do it into falsetto and back down he had soul he had uh, uh, speaking of what Sean doesn't have gravitas um, he had he had this seriousness this placefulness and the guy was a fucking dime piece uh, he was a beautiful dude he was he was set up to be that's why I call him the James Dean of, right. of music he had all the talent, the looks, the charm. Uh, he had everything going for him, and tragically died in a in an accident where he went swimming. Um, I think it was in the, the Ohio it, River. It was somewhere in the Midwest. Like he was on tour. He went for a swim, and it, he got caught up. And not a drinker. No, no, nope, nope, not, not, not a pill guy. Um, none of that. Much shit. like his contemporaries, that all died from drugs and suicide. He just made a bad decision. He made a bad decision. They were saying that drowned. he could have been pretty tired. That's yeah. why he took a swim because he wanted to kind of wake himself up and invigorate. Um, it wasn't because he was high and drowned. He literally just got carried away by the river and died. And died. Um, yep. I don't know how much more tragic you can get because usually you can point to somebody's bad choices. And, and you know and, what's fucked up is like people probably go every year to, he's every single thing that the world wanted Jim Morrison to be. Yes. And more so. I mean, I mean. And more talented. I mean. Not even in the same zip code. Not even the same fucking 
country. No. Not even the same universe. Yeah, man. He's so much more talented than Jim Morrison ever wanted to be. And he, he's way less pretentious. He was oh, always a really very sweet, modest and modest. Anybody that um, knew him would talk about him like he would be the guy that would just he'd come over, crash on your couch, have a cup of tea, write, play guitar and leave. Like and, and yeah. He was just a Whereas good, Morrison would come kick your door in and Fucking like, listen to my poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Lizard King. Yeah, we, we heard it, Jim. Yeah, go fuck yourself. We heard it, Jim. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he... You made me hate Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> he was Iceman. Do you understand me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you made me hate Iceman. He was Doc... You made me hate Doc Holliday. Uh, but anyway, uh, I if you guys... I know we, we drag on about this kid. Uh, he made one album and... Um, you can literally take a whole relationship from beginning to end within the context of his entire album. It's cathartic. Yes. Um, it's beautiful. It's moving. It's at times kind of funny. At times, it's even headbangy. Um, he oh, yeah. rocks it on a Dream few Brother. Tunes. Dream Brother. Dude, Bangs the song out. that Bobby is about to play for you, even though the subject matter is very depressing and the words are beautiful, it's a rock song. Um, it is it's a rock folk song. rock, but it's not downtrodden like the one I'm going to play for you. Um, no, I know. This is. No, but that's another soul song. It's what you're going to play. It's a soul but song, but this is a rock song. song and. Um, God, it's and so And one of sentient. the great high notes, I think... Of all time. In the history of fucking music. For a man to hold... And he did it over and over again in concert, by the way. Yeah. It wasn't like this studio bullshit. A, no. This guy would do no this tools. song live, and it would sound better. And when he says, kiss me... Ooh. I would have kissed him. Oh, God, dude. I mean, the I, would scales? Have probably, I would have kissed him pretty much anywhere he told me to kiss him. <laughs> the scales that he does within the it's context of the song are phenomenal. so beautiful. The bass line is driving. It's morose and sad, but comforting. Um, God. It, it's a really amazing... It's the closest thing I think he's ever had to a pop song. Yeah. Um, and it's also... This was his first single. This is what broke him and broke the album to everybody. No doubt about um, it. Was, yeah... I mean, Bobby, tell it. So the song we're going to listen to, because it's a breakup song, is called Last Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, Chud. (laughs) This is our last goodbye. I hate to feel the love between us done. It's over. Just do this and then I'll go. You gave me more to live for, more than you ever know. This is our last embrace. Must I dream and always see your face? Why can't we? makes me furious at Jeff Buckley for dying. Well, 
Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I, I, I it f- also makes me furious that he was just that fucking good at something. I've never uh, been from a from a from a vo- like. It's I know people out there that have like trained vocally and done chorus and understand how hard it is to do scale work and for him to sing in an octave and then go up half a step for an entire verse and nail that half step is so hard. And he did it so naturally. This is a guy that obviously was a musician, understand musical theory and he knew a and B and you know, fucking he knew his chords and he knew his scales. Um, but to be able to execute that effortlessly and again, see, watch him sing live. This yeah. was not no, studio. It's not a, it's um, not a, this a wasn't, trick. this wasn't him punching in and out because he couldn't hit a part. Uh, he would do this all the way through concert after concert. And um, he was so proficient at it. And his band, very underrated as well, who never really went on to do much. I know they got together to do something. I forgot the name of the band they did. Right. Uh, but anyway, um, a locked moment in time. Um, if you're a fan of beautiful singing and musicianship, go get Grace and listen to Lilac Wine and oh. go listen to Hallelujah. Dream Brother. Hallelujah. Dream Brother. I mean, and, I played Hallelujah um, at my brother's. Right. Service. Yeah, man. Um, you know what I and mean? Like, I don't that's... know if there's a, I don't know if there's just a, it's hard for me to equate this with another album because they're so rare that a solo artist is this impactful on a debut. I know. Um, and and there's this not was a his bad first album. This is his first This is the album. first album from a guy that didn't necessarily want to make an album. No. From what I understand. He wasn't, he was like, like following in his father's footsteps was, was not, not part, really on the agenda. Nah, that wasn't part of his deal. He worked in like was, fucking liquor stores yeah. and like he was just a he dude. He was a smart, artful, yeah. you know. Mindful, like yeah. very humble, sensitive. Didn't really know his dad. No. And then got roped into this thing. And. Boy, he ran Thank with God. it, and I, 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 I weep for the fact that we didn't get to hear the next two or three albums. Because maybe he would have hit a sophomore slump. Maybe he would have had a there clunker could have been album. A moment when it all sucked. Uh, maybe we might have be talking right now about remember that fourth shitty album that he put out. Uh, but I'll tell you what. You remember when Buckley was good? Yeah, right. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. And but, now he's on fucking Pepsi commercials or something. Right. Yeah, but now at least we get to lock Sam him in our Smith hearts and, and mind yeah. as being that guy that was locked in a moment of time and is so representative of the 90s and the sentiment. And and it landed in a perfect time. It really did. It was post-grungy. That early almost. to... It was. Like there was... It was... Like the grunge had pretty much almost... It was still very was, hot. But it was running its course. But we're on... We're talking Vitology instead of 10. Yes, exactly. Right? We're, we're towards the back exactly. end. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think Lane Staley had already od Bugman and not like... Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It was kind of on the we're downhill. to see the cracks. But, but boy, I mean... Uh, you don't need to like the album, but you better respect the man. Uh, this guy could blow with the best of them. I'm I'm putting him on par with Marvin Gaye and Sam Cooke. Contemporary-wise, um, he was starting to come out with, at the same exact time that dudes like James yeah, was, was releasing yeah. like Laid. And That's a great... Born of Frustration. Never, frustration never that fucking James. All that dude. shit. I liked that album, so though. So did I. I thought it was fun. It was a fun fucking I mean, album. But I think that's what we were seeing was like post-grunge. Yeah, almost Kinda like over. It was almost uh, back to some sort of like uh, sensitivity, but trying to like bring it back to the to the people. Yeah, a little bit. I know Flaming Lips exploded Lips, during that time, they blew even though they had been around right forever. It. Yeah, but they, so, but it was almost like this uh, very uh, ge- loose gendery. It was okay to cry and be in touch with your feelings, like be a guy, like be a regular well, person. Well, like James was fucking singing about like wearing mascara. Oh, and God. Fucking, That's you know what, what I mean. mean. Yeah. It was almost yeah. gender bendy a little bit at that point, even though we had had a prior and ladder. I love that. But, but it was, 
um, it was okay to fucking. Why wasn't that my fucking cover song? What's that? Better than Ezra did a cover of Laid. Really? It was awesome. Was it awesome? <laughs> it was awesome. Was it better? Than... No, it wasn't better than James, but it was awesome. It was such a good cover. And you did it four years later. Of course. Which is kind of weird. It's weird. From a cover song standpoint. Like, yeah, it was a little There should soon. almost be a... There's a 10-year moratorium. You think so? I think a 10-year ten moratorium. 10-year moratorium. 10-year moratorium. Don't even do it. Don't even touch it. We can't call a car a classic until it's 25 years old. Right. So let's... How about 25-year so moratorium? Maybe don't fuck with my song. Don't touch for my ten song. Years. Thank you. For 10 years. Assholes. Speaking Except of Richard fuck. Cheese. <laughs> Richard Cheese can do covers whenever he wants to. I don't know what um, that is. I, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you do. No. You know exactly what I mean. You I know don't. the guy that does the rip-off songs? Richard Cheese? He does the lounge hits, but no. they're lounge vert. Shut up. I hate you. Um, I don't know what that is. Yeah, Sean, put it. Sean. When I know get... the clown guy that sings fucking Sound of Silence. No, not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do a sound of oh, silence no. episode. Richard Cheese. Richard Cheese. Uh, Cupcake. Dave Emming tried to explain Richard Cheese to me one day at the bar. Oh, never mind. And, he just uh, does. He does funny versions. So of he's hits. he's been trying to get a Richard Cheese good. sketch. I'm not into the Follies for the last I don't know eight years. How's that working? Not working real okay. well, Bubs. Just asking. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, no talent. You know why you hack? Because it's already fuck. been done. You hack. <laughs> yeah, by Richard G. Yeah, he literally has built a career. In it. Uh, we're going to go to the next song, which. Um, oh, man. Whew, I'm going to be honest with you I'm guys. I'm almost disappointed I didn't come up with it. <laughs> I, I, mean, I was actually worried this was going to be Bobby's song. So when he chose Last Goodbye, I was so stoked. Uh, but we could 1A, 1B these songs interchangeably. Definitely. Um, this Definitely. song um, is. I've literally sat in rooms listening to rain crying listening to this song post breakup um I, in my head there's not a a, a more uh sentient well-written the tones of this song are this so this is one of the most gorgeously poetic oh, songs wow that and i've ever heard and if you've like ever bob dylan was a poet yeah, this is this then is on, this then is of course Jeff Buckley. This is on par with anything written that I've ever heard, especially when it, in context of relationship. Oh, and Buckley did this when he was like twenty yeah, yeah. or some shit. He, was, he didn't even know what you he know was what saying. I mean? yet. Yeah, he was just an asshole um, he was at just, that point. Um, and he wrote this beautiful fucking song, which um, is one of the best soul songs, like we talked about earlier. <sighs> one of the best soul songs you're ever gonna hear. It's so languid and just oh. and and just milky and beautiful and. He is the fact that, that Aaron just used the word land. <laughs> I know Bobby was almost he's I, gonna cry just because of that. I almost feel like we're gonna make out <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Bobby, you're a tear that hangs inside my soul forever. Oh, by the way, that's a line out of this song. It's Lover. By the way, great title, Lover, you should have come over. Um and how many times have you been in that moment? Right. And and it's that moment You weren't poetic enough to call her lover. No. You would have called her bitch. Bitch. Why didn't you come over? No trick. <laughs> you trick ass hoe. Trick ass hoe. You could have come uh, over. You could have come over, bitch. She got here first. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you got a key. Um, so, uh, no, this is a young person lamenting about a relationship that obviously just happened. Oh, yeah. Um, because the only thing that he can think about is. It would have been okay if you would have just come over. If I could have just given you a kiss upon your shoulder. Because I love and, you, I think I'm gonna like. I might play this whole fight. Oh, from the intro, little uh, clarinet, electronic, yeah. little oboe clarinet, to the rain, 
uh, yeah. intro it's to a, him talking the about the production a on the song for that time is actually really fucking incredible. There's a chorus, a big operatic chorus moment at the end, and um, you know what? Fuck it. Let's stop talking about it. Uh, I'm gonna play it. God. But it turns and yearns for a sleep that won't ever come. It's never over. My kingdom for a kiss upon my shoulder. It's never over. All my riches for her smiles when I slept so soft. This week's episode of the Whiskey Reel is brought to you by Irish Stereotypes. It's St. Patty's this week. Are you a wife-smacking drunk? Potato-eating? <laughs> Commitments-loving? Catholic-having? Car-bombing? Dirty wife-beater-having? <laughs> Guinness- Drinking <laughs> English hating <laughs> Bono loving Ginger having <laughs> Why is everything about the Irish so negative? It's the best. Yeah. Because we're horrible people. Apparently. I don't, I don't know if you just a bunch of muck shoveling <laughs> <laughs> corn beef eating. You know, <laughs> I had corned beef for breakfast this morning. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I went to the Irish Embassy with Tig. Okay. Uh, because El Moro was, oddly enough, completely packed out. Oh, good for them. Because yeah. they weren't. Yeah, we talked about this, so obviously. Tig, Tig got a hold of me, and he was like, uh, you know, we should definitely have some breakfast or something. We have things to talk about. And I was like, okay. What were you guys talking about? And uh, so Tig is my new employee. Oh, Love it. Um, hopefully partner at some point. You know, we're going to work through that, but I'm going to show him some of the ropes. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna try to pigeonhole in like you're a slave owner because now you own a Tigger. I got <laughs> <laughs> but, but I did, was that round peg square I feel hole? like you probably need like a little more time to work that through. <laughs> I'm still working this bit we out. We should workshop that. I'm going to work this bit out. <laughs> well, so we don't do pearls of wisdom. No, we don't um, clutch our pearls. That. The handsome boys do not clutch pearls. No, we don't. Um, but we are gentlemen. We we try to we try to be gentlemen, and we try to impose upon others to be gentlemen. Um, and uh, this is our opportunity to 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 give you that imposition uh, to be a gentleman. So we're gonna say I'll start this off. Because uh, something just occurred. I feel, it, I feel like we're going to take this from another angle. <laughs> yeah. Be a gentle Skeksy. Um, the, we, I have a neighbor um, that is a very sad older woman that um, is, will talk your ear off because she's lonely. She's one of those. Like, if she's, don't, don't make eye contact, run in your house. Otherwise, she's going to wrap you up in a 20-minute conversation about nothing. And she lives, what, what would you say, Bobby, 150 feet away from where yeah. we were? 
Um, where I live, albeit where I live, hyper quiet. Like if I left my window open and played my television, you'd be able to hear it a hundred feet away because the way that the it's built in relation to the uh, buildings that are like two hundred feet away. Uh, but it's so quiet here, which is great, and that's why people live here. It's All, a value add for sure. Value add. Um, that being said, this has been the second time now she came out on her balcony and reprimanded Bobby and I for we were outside sucking down a dart. And we were just laughing and, you know, you know, being happy. I know that's really weird for, for a lot of people. At 3.30 in the afternoon. It's 3.30 on an, in the afternoon on a Sunday. Not a.m., by the way, guys. This is p.m. This is full sunshine regalia. And we're outside just bullshitting and having a good time. And she came out on her balcony and reprimanded us. Why do you have to be so loud all the time? And I'm like, we're just talking. And I didn't want to explain to her the way that sound works. When you're in a big, open, quiet space, sound carries, and I realize that it could sound loud to you. But if we were in any other, say we were in a metropolitan area, say that we were in downtown, um, where I live is not in downtown Durango, quote unquote. It's just outside of downtown, super quiet. If we were, say, in downtown, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Reprimanded us. And um, so I realized quickly with halfway into the her reprimanding us that nothing I said was going, there was no explanation. All I said, I'm a very big proponent of just going, sorry, won't happen again. Sorry, won't happen again. Because it's very hard to argue with sorry, won't happen again. I know. Um, so I said, sorry, I'm sorry. And she with goes- With the caveat that it's definitely going to happen again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying I'm sorry because that's all I can say yep. at that point. Because what it's occurred has occurred. She was obviously upset. And then icing on the cake. And when I say be a gentleman, I'm using gentleman in its non-gender specific term. You can be a lady and be a gentleman too, I think. Yeah. Um, be a gentleman and just fucking shut up. When when obviously something is short-lived, it would almost be like a motorcycle being started in your parking lot. It's right. very loud, but it's not going to be there all day. Um just deal with it. The guy's going to drive off. We're going to stop talking and go in. If you don't like it, close your sliding door, which then would eliminate the noise. But she goes back inside after giving us the business and then goes back inside with her slider door still open. It's her right to have her slider door open, but it's also my right to have a conversation Isn't in a very a quiet place. Isn't that a conversation about, and I think we run into this a lot in our community, of people's sense of entitlement that they're like, well, I pay X amount of dollars to live in this place and therefore I get to have it the way I want it. Right. 100% of the Without time. consideration for Regardless anybody else's. Regardless of the fact that you live in an apartment complex. Yeah. Go, go buy a property out in the middle of fucking yeah, the Hermosa. Idea that you get to have just quiet all the time. 24 seven is yeah. one preposterous. It's, it's two. Could not be adjudicated. No, no. Obviously, there's nothing she can do about it. If we were out here at midnight, one o'clock, three in the morning, that's obviously... Acting the fool, that's not appropriate. That's a very different conversation. Right. We would never do that. We're not those guys. Never have been. 3.30 in the afternoon. We're just trying to laugh and have fun in the midst of like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. especially considering what's going on right now. And yeah, are we a little tuned? Maybe. Yeah, but not even tuned you know? tuned. You know? No, we're not, not at all. We're not I've had a seltzer and a shot of whiskey. We're not beach or wife tuned. No. We're not Irish tuned. We're not Irish tuned. No, up. we're not the Pogues. No, I'm not going to get you pregnant and whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> not unless, Especially not you, ma'am. Not unless you say please. <laughs> um, she, obviously, she's got other 
issues going on. She's a very lonely woman who just maybe she finds it offensive that we're outside having a good time. And that is an affront to her not having a good time in her life. I don't know what the case may be. Maybe she's got bigger fish to fry. But I, 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 yeah, I just found that very like jarringly like Bobby, over the top. But we came back in after that to record the obviously the rest of the podcast. And Bobby said, Boy, she's in my head. She's in my head. <laughs> no, that woman is renting a room in the back of my head right now. I'm so mad at her. Is there any room left? I, very little. <laughs> it's a studio. But that's my that's no my doubt about how about it. it's, be, a, it's a half bath studio. How about be a gentleman and recognize the situation and you don't need to fucking pick your fights all the time. I mean, and not pick everything your has to be Stupid. It's not contentious. You knew it's short-lived. I understand that it's upsetting to you, but you can also be an adult and not have to pick every single fight that's presented to you. That that would be a that's a gentlemanly thing. There's a be time. A gentleman. No one to hold them and no one to fold them. You are that, a gentleman, sir. You're a gentleman as well. And that fat bitch needs to shut her skexy hole. Her skexy. Her skex stupid. hole. <laughs> we don't like her. Skex in effect. Um, gentlemen play. Billiards. They play pool. Yes. Um, I went out on Friday with um, a really, really good friend of ours, a good friend of the podcast, Mr. Crouch. Um, at times, I've been accused of being a fanboy of this gentleman. Oh, but, no doubt. Um, <laughs> it was really, really fun. He and I met at like three in the afternoon. Which is a gentleman's time. A gentleman's time. Um, two hours before the snacking hour. Of course. Um, but the there's a, a Elks Lodge in Durango, Colorado, which we're not members of, but we were, you know, another friend of the podcast, Tig, got us in and was like, yeah, come play some pool. Uh, we drank some uh, really nice whiskey. We had a good time. We played forever. I mean, this is the longest amount of pool I've played in a really long time. Right. Um, we ended up having gentlemen join us. And of course, going back and forth on the table. Sure. And there's some guys that could shoot some stick. Oh yeah, that's a great table too. In, great. In Durango table. has a it's huge a big old eight footer. It's a it Durango. Our little tiny town has a preponderance of really good. Uh, and this is gonna sound very weird. We got a ton of good pool players and a ton of good foosball players. And I know that sounds really weird. But for whatever reason, every town has oh, and frisbee golf. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's not shocking. But yeah, it's super shocking. Um, that's not a sport. No, it's not a sport. Um, but but it's a skill. Thanks. So billiards or pool, as the as the as the Brit as the Brits and the Yanks like to separate those two. Um, it is a gentleman's game because typically you do it. Very rarely do you do it without a drink. Very rarely. Very rarely do you do it without some sort of smoking, whether that's a, a dart or a cigar. For sure. Um, which is kind of a, a part part of the experience as well. And there's usually a tremendous amount of conversation being had yes. when you're shooting pool because it's casual. It's not time sensitive. So it's like extremely gentlemanly. It's like playing poker. It's like playing cards. Um, and even more so requires even more skill physical eye hand coordination and whatnot but you also get to mosey around a table you get to change positions it's not sitting down for 50 minutes and 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 the reason i bring it up is because it's a gentlemanly endeavor it is but still competitive it's a competitive fun thing but it's also really really gentlemanly um i played with a guy that 
for whatever reason, and I don't know if there's like a physical thing going on, but he plays one-handed, which I've never seen before. I've never like played pool against someone that plays one-handed. Does he have two hands? He has two hands. And I'm pretty sure he has a working left arm, but he would like stand there, hold the stick with one hand, and then just like did drop he rest it dimes. on the, did he rest no. it on the cushion? No, that's really the the amazing part of it is that he would, he would hold the stick in position and give it a little how do you do, and then I'm sure on some level that makes you a better pole player down the line, right? Because you're right. learning like how the ball moves and blah blah blah, right. whatever. And then we played with another gentleman. This we've talked about him on the podcast before. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say his stanky? name, but a little, little, little stanky pink, not not stanky. Um, this guy, uh, we talked about him having a, an avenue to Adderall and all these different kind of things. Then I don't know where he's at with all that, but, um, really good kid. Nice guy. He's, he's a regular at your place. Um, we had a really fucking gentlemanly good time. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just like every time I made a shot, which I made a few shots where I was like, whoa. I had no business making that shot. And, and I had other, I would literally say, like, if I make this, I'm leaving. Right, right. Like, I don't care if I have four more balls. Right. If I make this shot, I'm just I'm walking, walking away from right, the right, table. Right, right, right. And so I would make the shot and I would freak out. And these, I, I, it was just so shocking to have men be like, Jesus Christ, dude, like, great shot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're under- shooting really well. Yeah. I'm Alex- like, I haven't won a game. But thank you so much. <laughs> but, well, and that goes to other things other than poker, uh, it, it, which is kind of akin in a certain skill position. But outside of a uh, athletic sporting event like basketball or something like that, where it's very hyper competitive and very salty, pool you can actually go, dude, great game, like great you game. can, or great shot, or dude, I didn't see you being so, able to do that. We're, since we're shitting on women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Really sketchy women. Right. Um, I mean, do you think that women have that in, innate ability to be gentlemanly when it comes to those sports? kind of endeavors? I think... And I'm not saying sports overall, I think, but like... I think... Do I think, we approach it differently? Yeah, I do. I think we are forced into competition at early age, being men. So we have the... Uh, it doesn't always work. But I think we have the opportunity to be gentlemanly more. Yeah. I think when women enter a competitive field, it's already viewed as not being very womanly to be competitive. Sure. So immediately, even they, though they're the most competitive, they get creatures their, they get their Irish on planet. Speaking Earth. of Ireland, they get their Irish up real quick. Real. So quick. when you're competitive with a woman, if a girl with a, they don't take it well. If the girl with the rack walks in and starts, like like Let's hanging see. out. Let's see. You want to? Let me. It what gets I, real competitive. Let me ask real you fast. a question. What do you think it's like for Miss Universe? You think right? that's really right? not catty at all? I, I mean, I mean, just take the general bona fide badasses that we have in this town. There's a few hot girls, so like when they walk in, everybody knows. Yeah. Right. And some, all the guys notice, and the women, and more importantly, all the women notice. Yeah, and the the the, the GS. Oh, women. here comes Leslie Big Rack. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the GS you know? women don't get shook. You know? Right. The 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 the, the really insecure chicks immediately bristle up. Just 
The G's don't get shook. Start building a wall. And that's the same with men, too. The men that are G's don't get shook, even though you know some dude, for instance, playing pool, you're like, this guy's a fucking assassin. Yeah. And, but you almost, there's a sense of, there's a sense of respect attributed to that person. It's not like when women walk in and this girl has a great body, the good, the really secure women go, God damn, do you see the body on that chick? Like, And they're like, they're like, damn, that girl's killing it. Yeah. Whereas, and that's how guys are. Like, we'll look at another dude, like, that's a great basketball player, a boxer, an MMA fighter, and be like, that guy's a fucking badass. Oh, yeah. Uh, but women But if have, just some pimp motherfucker walks in, I'm always the guy that's like, well, I should definitely be friends with that guy. Well, because he's going to end up stealing my girl. He's going to so might as well yeah. do, do all of his coke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 There's got to be checks and balances sir. for sure. Um, but like, I'm, I would rather have that guy on my side. Fucking right? a, dude. You know. Fucking so I'm a. like, hey, what's up, handsome? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, you ever had Fernet? You little dimer. <laughs> Why do you get to exist? <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't know. I don't want to like speak broadly and generally about like women, but I feel like they're less good at being gentlemen. Which yeah is kind of inherent in the name, but no, like, and, I, I, I just see, and that's the thing that gentlemen have to be gentlemanly. Ladies don't. Mm-hmm. When you're a lady, I'm not on like, guard. Be, like be a lady, be a lady. Ladies are, boy. There's always that bristle. There's always those spines that can come out at any second, and that's not a bad thing. I actually find that really attractive when a woman can get her fucking dander up for sure. Like, and, I, I, and then I like you actually that. find women that are like, okay. You want to fuck my boyfriend, but you're going to do it on my time. Yeah. Right. And you're going to do it with my permission. That's what's up. And I'm going to be playing with your tits. <laughs> I mean, those girls exist. That's, but like, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to end the broadcast real early. <laughs> I got a call to make. I know. That was super uh, weird. <laughs> that was super weird. Uh, anyway, guys, be gentlemen. Women, be gentlemen. Be gentlemen. You don't have to be ladies all the time. You can be gentlemen too. I don't even know if anyone likes a lady. Lady's a weird word. That's a weird word. Because you know what the implication is? That like she's a lady. Well, and the kids in the hall did it, but I'm a lady. No, no. I use lady. lady What was that little Britain? Almost as a like negative connotation that's associated when I I use that word. Like, hey, lady. Because I'm like, hey, fuck you, lady. Oh, yeah. Well, I go more beastie boys. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Just saying. Just saying. You know. But if a girl's being a gentleman, shit. Ooh. I mean, I'll... She can get it. I'll buy you a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you a house and then live in a bungalow out back. <laughs> oh, Too close to home. We, ra- we, we rose to the occasion. We rose to the occasion. Um, definitely, number one, we want to say thank you guys for listening. Number two, I don't know what's going to happen with the 100th episode now. Um, I've been thinking about this over the last few days. I know days. we're a little like weirdly off schedule with here, the old Rona though. I don't know, I know. what how that's gonna. We may have to postpone it. We might, um, and that's totally reasonable. Number three, because we want a gathering. We, but we want, gatherings are not. Really we want a safe gathering, right and I don't yeah. think it would, it would be remiss for us to plan a gathering so close to what's going on. Um, so I hope you like this episode. Next week we should be back full strength. Um, number three. Um, I think we both clearly can say fuck you, Sean, right? I mean, yeah, Sean can go fuck himself. Yeah, for sure. Um, He's going to edit this, but 
I don't give fuck a fuck. It, fuck he, he has to hear it first. <laughs> <laughs> so, so mission accomplished. We love our little Chuddy. We love our Chuddy, buddy. Um, you and I did an hour and 45 minutes or so. Really? Of solid shit. Just solid shit. Um, um, but and, and go listen to Jeff Buckley. Listen to that Jay Electronica. Um, oh, listen to Jay Electronica. Don't listen so to good. Human League. Nope. Because um, it's Sean's. Not Sean's. Don't do that. Don't um, yeah. Go. Uh, oh, Bobby and I are next week. We're going to go watch. We're going to talk next Sunday about The oh, Hunt. Oh, God. I forgot about that. We're going to talk about this new movie, The Hunt, which is World's Most Dangerous Game reboot. And if you guys know what that. Also, there was a famous movie by Rutger Hauer and Ice-T that came out about Rutger Hauer hunting iced tea. What was that called? <laughs> it was called like the game or some shit. Oh my God. Was, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm I watching that I, I, I blow oh Bobby's mind God, right now. I forgot He's about so that. mad at himself right now. I am fucking Cause, curious. Because his um, nemesis Rutger Hauer was in it and he forgot about it. Um, but it, By the way, he's not dead. He's not dead. He he's lives not, under Bobby's he's not dead. bed in his no. bungalow. I'm pretty sure I saw him duck into my garage the other day. <laughs> did he drink your salties? And then uh, he did. Yeah, I came That's up short. Son of a bitch. It's weird. And you yelled at you yelled at your girlfriend. Oh for no! It, I but it wasn't her. her. I went Irish on her. And you went full Irish. Water. What is happening to my what is, seltzers? What is going on? Yeah, you but in sunburn having. Ultimately, Rugger Howard was just sleeping in my thermos. No melanin <laughs> having. <laughs> recessive dna having oh. hey guys uh love you we need some feedback um whiskey real gmail.com yeah hit us up on facebook Please. slash whiskey real i think it's the whiskey real on facebook yep. um we have an instagram page we have i mean we're all over the place we would love some reviews from you guys it'd be awesome just uh, do it, it takes two seconds we're going through a weird rough patch with, and I hope you're all well. Here, but, um, I, 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 that and we're going to keep bringing you guys content. And regardless of what transpires, whether the apocalypse happens or not, we're going to still be here doing shit because it's important to us, and we hope it's important to you. And um, if you can spend an hour and a half or two hours of your week just kind of floating off into the ether with us and just having a good time, uh, that's that's why we do it. And um, it's it's not just so we can listen to our own voices every Monday morning, which we do anyway. But it's it's more because we truly believe that uh, you guys give a shit, and that makes us give a shit even more. So um, well said. We love you guys, and uh, we love each other. Um, I can't stand Sean, but I hate him so much. God, I hate him. <laughs> Yo. Far-eyed, fucking part in the head having. And you thick tongue. You thick tongue. Anvil head. Big old girthy dick having. (laughs) Small finger, big hand having. Thick neck, sausage back of the head. (laughs) Twelve sandwich eating. (laughs) Wendy's triple baconator eating Uh, mother. (laughs) I mean, god damn it, dude. Love you guys. Whiskey roll. Primus sucks. That's right.